Fun and Games podcast. We believe that playing games in student ministry isn't just about having fun. So join us as we talk about playing games, telling stories, and doing ministry. We hope you enjoy. Send me the lyrics. Send me the. Uh, send me the stuff. Well, anyway, what's up, guys? Uh, we're back. Episode two of all fun and games, but really this is the 11th episode that we've done in total. Uh, it's our second episode after our name change and rebranding, and today I have, uh, this is the first time I've had someone who's related to a previous guest on the podcast. Uh, this is Andrew Tedder. Uh, his brother was, his brother was Caleb Tedder from episode nine. I can't quite remember the name of that. I think it might have been the one called The Theology of Games, but anyway, it was the one about dodgeball. Uh, He stole my game. Was that what you were going to talk about? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so Andrew, uh, tell everyone who you are. All right. We want like full name, like first, middle, and last name. All right. And where you're from, what you do, who you are. Just give us, just tell us stuff about yourself. Sounds like a plan. My name is Michael Andrew Tedder. My social security number is five. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, uh, <clears throat> my name is Michael Andrew Tedder. Uh, I just go by Andrew or just by Tedder. I've always done that. I'm from Florida, from Bartow, Florida originally. It's a little small town near Tampa. Been there my whole life. I've lived in the state of Georgia for all of, geez, nine months. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm fresh up here. Don't know anybody. But yeah, I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Brianna. Love of my life, yeah. And uh, we have a daughter, Sadie. She's about to be three in April. Smallest, sassiest person. Oh my goodness. Dude, she's two, but she acts like she's 18. It's ridiculous. (laughs) And then uh, we have a son, honestly, that we don't have a name yet for. But we have names in the works, but no official (laughs) name. But he's due. Actually, there's potential we could be having our son a week from tomorrow. So that means his birthday. That means that his birthday. For those of you listening, (laughs) probably tomorrow. If you listen right when it comes out, uh, that baby could possibly be born one week after my birthday. Come on. So. So your birthday's tomorrow. My birthday is tomorrow. We're recording. We're recording this on Sunday, the twenty fourth. Yeah. Tomorrow's the twenty fifth. It's my birthday. I'm gonna be twenty one. Well, congratulations. I'm going to be an adult. So, happy birthday. Happy early birthday, technically. But if you're listening to this podcast now, happy birthday, Issa. Ah. See how I did that? Yeah. Talk to little, the future. A little time warp, time travel <laughs> there. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. And so, also, mm-hmm. as well as Caleb, obviously, you're also a PK. Oh, I am. Yes. Pastor's kid. Uh, my dad's been a pastor since before I was born. <laughs> In fact, he was a youth pastor when I was born. Um, and just for the record, he was also uh, a football coach, high school football coach. Oh. And the night I was born, they won. So I'm kind of like a good luck charm uh, <laughs> as well. So if you need to win something, just have me come and spend time with you. <laughs> was that a little conceited? Maybe a little bit. That's but okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Confidence. Was he your youth pastor? Um, he has been my youth pastor a number of times, yeah. Oh. Actually, yeah, when we were in Tampa, we did not have a set youth pastor 
until we were there 11 years, and it was probably eight years in before we had a set youth pastor. That's why he is known as, like, the godfather of oh, youth yeah. games. Oh, yeah. Well, and in Florida, he, like, would Invented run. Invented all of their youth <laughs> Well, he would run a lot of the youth camps for years, oh. him and the DYD. You they grew ran. up. Oh in yeah, youth ministry. Oh yeah, when I was ministry. in when I was in elementary school, we would go and we would stay at camp with him while he was the rec director. Oh wow! And so he'd be running all the games and we'd be with him all week. Oh wow! Yeah, you so like, I literally grew up in this. He, were, he was like raising some interns. <laughs> yeah, he basically, like, <laughs> he had forced interns. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, your brother didn't describe himself and his background that well. <laughs> um, but yeah. So now you are now I'm the youth, youth pastor. pastor at Tabernacle Church. Yeah, I've been here like I said 9 months. Before that I have done kids ministry and youth ministry for the last uh 6 years in Florida. Different two okay. different churches but in Florida. Mhm. Uh what you just recently changed your you rebranded. Oh, we rebranded. Similarly to me, you rebranded your ministry. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were when I got here we were the pursuit Pretty cool name. The idea was to uh, pursue God, pursue people, and change the world. It was a great tagline, great uh, mission statement, rather. And uh, But I really felt like when I came here that the Lord was leading me to do something different. And so I just kept praying, and he kept bringing to my heart Mark two fifteen through 17, um, which I'll paraphrase. Uh, but, you know, basically he was in the house with people and with sinners and tax collectors, and the par- Pharisees were, like, asking his disciples, hey, why is he in the house with at the table even, eating with sinners and tax collectors. And Jesus heard him, and he was like, I I didn't come to call the righteous, but the sinner. So I said, Lord, why are you... He just kept having me reread it. And I said, what do you want with this youth ministry and this verse? He said, that's what I want you to create. I want you to create an environment where students from all walks of life, both the sinner and the righteous, can come and humble Mm -hmm. themselves, be transparent and vulnerable for Mm -hmm. just a moment, so I can speak life into them. Mm-hmm. He said, create my house. Mm. So we renamed it and called it the house. Mm. Come on, you better preach, Pastor. Dude, I'm about to. Do we have time for that? Is that this podcast? <laughs> that's, that's another podcast. <laughs> that was a three-week series. That was a three-week series. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you've basically been doing mm-hmm. what we talk about okay. literally your entire life. Yeah. Because it's about youth ministry. Like, this podcast is about youth ministry. All right. And yeah. Helping... Helping people um, find, like, find games, but also, like, tell them how to play it. And, like, resourcing, like, okay. this is what you need. This is how you play it. And any variation. Yeah. So, my first of two questions okay. is what was your favorite game to play when you were, like, what was what was tenth grade Andrew's favorite game to play on a Wednesday night? Tenth mm. grade Andrew on a Wednesday night would have loved Braveheart. Braveheart? Yeah. Did you play it a lot? Oh, we played it a lot, dude. Oh yeah. This is. I think this might be the first time that we've talked about this game. Really? On the podcast? Okay. You've they've heard me talk about it before. Yeah. Because it is literally my favorite game ever. Do you play it the same way I play it? I don't know. Oh, that's <laughs> what you have to ex- explain the okay. way that you play it to me. Okay. What we do is we get Burger King crowns. Yes. And uh, we put them on our heads. Yep. And Burger then we have King. a half of a pool noodle. Half a pool noodle. Yep. And you chase each other down and beat the crown off their head. Is it last man standing? La- well, it, it, it's up to you. 
I've done it with Last Man Standing, or we've done it if it was a team versus a team. It was whichever we've team. We've done that before. Yeah, okay, I've done both ways. Last Man Standing, or if you had two teams or three teams, however many teams you got, it's whichever team has the Last Man Standing. Okay, yeah. so going back over it, what you need is yeah. literally my favorite game ever. I'm so excited to talk about <laughs> this. You need to go to Burger King. Yeah. You need to walk up to the counter and say, hey, I have 50 to 60 people who are having their birthday today. Yeah. I need 50 to 60 crowns, depending on the size of your youth group. Like, yeah. Go for like 15 more than the actual amount of people you have. Yeah, because you'll break some. Oh, you know, you'll break half of them. <laughs> yes. Um, then go over. Um, my favorite place to get pool noodles from, where they're always available every season and they're very cheap target Tar- really target okay always has pool noodles for like 125 oh that's good and so i just go in and i buy the whole box of pool noodles oh yep that's what we do and you buy like if you got a group of 60 buy like 32 okay, so then yeah. you'll have 64 swords right right and so what i always do is i like the story I'll be like, hey, has anybody seen the movie Braveheart? And they'll be like, what's that? Because it's a movie, One of the greatest it's a movie movies that came out in the time. 80s and no <laughs> kids from today ever have seen no. a Mel Gibson movie. No. Um, and so I explain the concept. I'm like, this guy was trying to free his people from oppressive rule. And so that explanation says... We're going to fight some people. Yeah. And those people are going to be everyone else. Exactly. And as I stand on the stage, I say, (laughs) we're going to go when I say freedom. (laughs) I like it. And I say, is everybody ready? And then I just yell freedom like like Mel does in the movie. And then they all go crazy. It's it's a blast. It's one of my favorite games. So that brings me to... Another thing that I've always wanted to talk about on this podcast, we're going to we're going to play a short game, okay, called the name game. Okay? Which is you have to name as many variations of Braveheart as you can. We'll go back and forth. Okay? And whoever doesn't have a name for like a different iteration. Oh goodness. Because right. I literally in my brain have at least 12 different iterations of this game. I'm pretty sure you're going to win. <laughs> so, let's see how far we can what get. What if what if what if we don't have a a <gasps> variation? <laughs> I'm sorry guys, we just had a uh, short cameo by yes. one of Andrew's interns. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> what if I don't have the name for the variation? You can tell me the variation. Okay. Okay. So, I'll start to give you more of a chance. Okay. And I'll start with one that isn't Braveheart. You can you can be the first one to say Braveheart. Okay. But I'll say um King's Castle. Braveheart. Um War of the Clans. Okay, I, this is where I don't know how to say it, but it, we do it with uh uh with candy cane, yeah, pool noodles and we do it with Santa hats. It's a Christmas edition. Christmas Braveheart. Christmas Braveheart. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think we called it like Beat Down the Santa or something like that. Santa Claus Beat Down. <laughs> Dude, theme the game. Yeah. Put theme a theme it. to it. Oh yeah. I have about 60 um uh crowns from October in my car right now. Yeah. 
And it's just going to be like, oh, Frankenstein Braveheart. Oh, um, I've done that one too. Next, <laughs> next one. Um, I'm trying to think of a weird one. Next one. Um, oh, I don't know how to describe it either. Just duels. Duel. Send me your champion. That's what I call it. Champion. Which is, you send the best sword fighter on your team, and they go at it. Ah. Oh, man. You're killing me here. I've never thought of different variations. never thought like, of different like, variations. I know. With, with like the, for this one, no. Man, that's difficult. We a lot of times do, like, you know, best girl versus best girl or best guy uh-huh. versus best guy. Send me your champion. That's what I call it. Oh, okay, that. yeah. We've done it. Um, I don't remember how we called it, but basically we had, like, a senior with a sixth grader on their shoulders. Oh. So it was, like, chicken fighting. But it was, and we picked our biggest senior. Call it Chicken Heart. Chicken Heart. There you go. <laughs> I like that one. That's We've a good done one. that one before. Yeah, you got to be careful with that one. Yeah, that, that's one that. It, it, as long as your kids aren't pushing each other, get some, and they're just get like get some fine arts kids. Yes. Um, if you're not in the Assemblies of God and don't know what fine arts is, it's basically like if you've ever seen a human video, it's like people that are bases yeah. should be holding the flyers. Yeah. Like, like cheerleading. Yeah, like cheerleading. Yeah. Um. I actually want to go back okay. um, to, uh, to a previous one that I just said mm-hmm. and explain what Kings in the Castle is. Okay. So Kings in the Castle is there's one person on each team who doesn't have a sword. And they have to stand in... You take some tape and put a box on the floor. Okay. And that's each team. You sit, split them up into teams, but each team, that's where their king who doesn't have a sword, stands. Ah. And the object of that game is to have the last king with a crown on. I like that variation. So that means that, like, if there's a smaller group... Yeah. All they have to do is get one person to sneak their way in and knock the crown off. Because the, ca- the king can't defend their crown. That's they just have to stand in the circle. They can move their head... But they can't, like, move their hands. We did a variation one time where you couldn't use your hands, and you had to hold the pool noodle under your armpit. We, we, I don't, we had no name for that. It was really, I was just like, hey, no hands. And it was like one-on-one, and I mean, it's, it was incredible to see these kids just, like, slinging their shoulders. <coughs> like, they just, like, well, they had a twitch or something, you know, just, like, kicking that shoulder around trying to get them. It took forever for them to get the crowd off, but it's a lot of fun. The kids oh. loved it. Dude, that's, that's awesome, because... Like, one of the big things, one of my big things um, with the podcast, but in general, yeah, is that you have to always have different iterations of a game. Yeah. Or, if you see a game that you like, but you can't play it in your space, come up with... A way you can play it. A way you can play it. Because it's like, you have to be creative. Yeah. Um, This week... In my studies, Ooh. I'm currently a student at Columbus Leadership Campus of Point University. CLC. One of my, <laughs> one of my uh, classes, we talked about imagination. Yeah. And imagining God, and they were like, "How does your imagination help you as a minister?" Mm. And I was That's like, "So that I can imagine different ways to get the students involved through playing a game." Yeah. Because you literally have to get creative with some of this stuff. Oh, absolutely. Like, this game came from a necessity of, we have, like, 
500 Burger King crowns laying around, yeah. and the kids' ministry just bought 5,000 pool noodles. <laughs> what do we do with them? I know what we do with them. We yep. hit each other with the Hit each other. That's right. Hit each other in the head with the pool noodles, obviously. I but, like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I like creative. that you said about creativity. You know, a great way to be creative, and you need nothing for this game, is a human obstacle course. Uh, and so you create a, a list of obstacles for your students. So you may have like one tunnel, um, two walls to climb over, uh, you know, so, things like that. And you just you have a list of like ten things. And what you do if it's a team, if it's two teams going against each other, you give each team the same list of obstacles, but they get to create the obstacles with their bodies. Uh-huh. So if you have a, a, a tunnel, each person has to have a tunnel. The tunnel could start off for one team, or it could be in the middle for the next team, and they build it however they want using their own bodies. So you need nothing for this game. It's all about creativity of your students or leaders, however you're doing that game. Oh. So we've always done that because you may create a tunnel and, and, and a wall and a swing or however you do it, you know, for the other team has to run through your obstacle and you may create it one way and think you create it difficult and you may be like, oh, I'm going to go to a tunnel and then, and then I know whenever I race, I'll have the tunnel first, but no, their tunnel could be somewhere different. It could be bigger. It could be smaller. Ah. So the team gets to create the obstacle you run through Ooh. and all you do is use your body. That's a good one. Oh, we that that's an oh. easy game. Anybody can do that. Doesn't matter how many students you have. We've done it where we had like uh, I think it was maybe six students on each team, and even though I had ten obstacles, it just meant whoever was the first obstacle you had to run and get into the next obstacle. So it makes it fun for the people making the obstacle as well. Ooh, so you that's can a do good it. one. You can do it however you want. Wow, I was gonna ask you what's your favorite game to do now, but no, we've already oh. talked about. Well, two. there there it is right there. <laughs> But it's, it's, it's good because you're absolutely right. Creativity is key. You have to be creative. Especially in student ministry. Absolutely. And the thing is, your games are only going to be as fun as you make them. Honestly. People may think, some students may think Braveheart is the stupidest game. But, but if, if you're you, super excited about it, there it is. they're going to love it. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I talk about. It's, it's, like, I use this analogy more for kids ministry. Mm -hmm. But it's, the kids are going to match your enthusiasm. Yeah. They're going to, like, you are going to be the bar, and yeah. all of these kids, like, nobody's going to raise the bar. No. So you have to make the bar so high right? that even if they're, like, halfway up, I know we're, we're talking on a podcast, and I'm yeah. showing you what we're doing. I know. But, <laughs> so I'm raising my hand, like, way up above my head. But <laughs> you have to raise the bar so high so that they come in, like, yeah. in the middle they'll still be super high. Right. Well, you know, and I've heard pastors preach this a lot. You know, they use the analogy, are you going to be a, the thermometer, the thermostat? Yeah. We, you know? we, we were at a conference this yep. past weekend together and it, during the leadership session, that's yeah. what our, our pastor and, said. And most guys use that as the example really for spiritually what's happening in the room. Like, are you going to worship through and praise through and mm -hmm. pray through whatever's going on? But really... That works even in gaming. Oh, yeah. You have to set the tone for the room. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're coming to the end of the episode. We're going to do this really quick. All right. Because we're getting close to going way too long. <laughs> but we're going to end each episode. Shout out to my guys from uh, Church Stories Podcast, who I hope to be on this podcast eventually. Uh, they always end their episodes with praise reports. Nope. I brought that over here. It can be something funny. It can be something serious. But 
I have a from, serious from one, and past, I'm really excited. From the past couple weeks, what's what's like? G- give me give me a praise report. Okay, I'm gonna give you a praise report for what happened today. Okay. So in, in my church, we have I'm gonna tell us real quick. We have a, a really bad um, history of our students just standing completely still during worship. They'll stand up because it's the respectful thing to do, but they won't really engage in worship. Um, and that's in youth, in the main service, worship nights, whatever. We just went to one conference this past weekend. It was an incredible time in the presence of God and in worship. And this morning, I had five or six, uh, I had six of our students, so I'm trying to count them in my head, six of our students who came up front to the altars and led, what they, they were worshiping from the altars the entire worship service. Hey. It was, a, and, and we watched as leaders in the church and and parents looked at them at first a little confused but then they became unglued and it was an incredible time of worship and our students led it from the front it was awesome that's awesome i'm so excited that's awesome i'm so excited about that my praise report is also about one conference and it's that i got to go on the stage from whence i first heard about clc uh the college that changed my entire world and talk about my experience it was incredible at clc i cried you did at the beginning it was moving though and during it but hey i told them i told them all about it andrew you were in the room you it was you? it was really powerful it really was it oh was yeah good. so that's my praise report that's our praise reports that's our games thanks for listening guys if you have any questions about how to play the games or what you'll need dm me on instagram at allfunandgames.pod and I'd love to give you some pointers but thanks for listening and catch you next week thanks so much for listening if you like this podcast or have any questions feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at funandgames.pod we'll see you next week